This is Isaac and Rob's Sports Talk. Tune in every Monday for new content. Make sure to give us a follow on social media on Instagram at Isaac and Rob Sports Talk. That is Isaac with two A's. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Isaac Rob Sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Isaac and Rob Sports Talk. Rob, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, you know, staying positive and healthy. Um, I hope everyone out there who's listening is healthy and staying positive. Um, but we got a great show ahead of us, and I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, so we have some breaking news today with Raheem Mozart and the 49ers. And then we're going to get into a little bit of NBA stuff today. We have uh, some people complaining about the food that they're being served in Disneyland. And then we're going to make a few comparisons when it comes to this NBA playoffs. And then after that, we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and his new contract. He's going to be a very rich man. And then after that, as always, we'll finish with our hot take. So to begin the show, though, we're going to get into Raheem Mozart. Um, He wanted a raise. He wanted to be the highest paid running back on the 49ers, as a lot of us saw. He kind of became their featured back last year and their three-headed monster, especially in the NFC Championship game, running for 220 against the Packers. He's only making, I think, he was only making like $4.5 million through his next, like, two more years with the team, so he just wanted a little bit of a raise. He just wanted to be paid to the highest and be the highest paid running back on the team, which I can't blame him. So, Rob, how do you feel about this? Um, I understand uh, Mr. Mostert's uh, frustration. Um, the second half of the season, he obviously became the number one guy um, in front of Te- uh, Telvin Coleman and Matt Breida. And, you know, he, he did a lot of damage, like Isaac said, specifically in the NFC Championship game where he ran for 220 against the Packers. And, you know, he had eight touchdowns last season. You know, he ran for almost 800 yards and again a lot of that uh productivity came in the second half of the season and you know I think he is just frustrated and right now he's listed as the number one back for the Niners and now he's you know requesting or demanding a trade so the Niners have got their hands tied they either got to pay him or he's gone and then their their running back roster doesn't look too solid they they have Telvin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon, you know, McKinnon hasn't played a meaningful snap in a long time, and Telvin Coleman is more of a split guy. You kind of want to give him uh, split carries with another guy. So um, it's a tough situation for the Niners, but Raheem wants to get paid, and I can't blame him. Yeah, and you mentioned McKinnon still being on the roster. He wasn't even his featured back on his previous team, which was the Vikings. He was backing up Dalvin Cook. And even then, he wasn't playing that many snaps. He, I don't think he's ever rushed for that many yards either. So that's kind of unfortunate for the 49ers. Where can you see Mozart going? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, off the top of my head, uh, I can't think of someone right right away. Maybe, you know, someone like uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, they need yeah. a running back. Um, I don't know if they can afford Mostert and what he wants to make, but that's a team that's you know loaded on offense, and the one thing they're missing is a running back, and I think he would be a great addition to that offense, so I could definitely see that. Um, what about you? I can see him going there. 
I could see, you know, an offensive, a very offensive hungry team like the Ravens going after him because, you know, they have Mark Ingram, but, you know, they need, they might want a, a younger back, which Mozart is. Um, I could see him maybe even going to Pittsburgh just because James Connors had some injury problems the past two seasons. So that wouldn't surprise me. And then lastly, if I were to give him a third option, maybe the Jets just because they have Le'Veon Bell, but he didn't play too well last year, and I'm sure Mozart will be a little cheaper. So those are three teams I can see him really going to. I like the, the Steelers one. Um, you know, James Conner has dealt with some injuries, and he hasn't been the back that the Steelers were hoping he would be. Um, he hasn't, you know, stepped into the shoes of what Le'Veon Bell did for that team, and um, I think that would be a great fit for him. Um I don't think the Ravens is a good fit only because they do have Mark Ingram and they just drafted J.K. Dobbins. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. So I don't think he would, you know, I don't yeah. think there's enough space and he won't get enough touches that he wants. The Jets, I can kind of see that. But, again, Le'Veon Bell's there. He's making a lot of money. And I don't know if Moster wants to split carries with Le'Veon. So, um, but I definitely could see the Steelers uh, pick for sure. Yeah, I forgot about I forgot about J.K. Dobbins going to the Ravens just because we haven't had a preseason or anything yet or seen any training camp. And usually these first, second-round rookies, you're seeing a lot of them during that time. It kind of sucks. How do you think this affects Jimmy G, though? Because he lost his two his two highest rushers uh, from last season. Mozart with almost 800. Like you said, he got 772. And then Breida got 623. It's crazy because Breida had less carries than Coleman but rushed for almost 100 more yards. Mozart ran for the had the exact same amount of carries as Coleman and he beat him by over 230 yards. So how do you think this affects Jimmy G? Because you know we've talked about him before and he's a he's a quarterback that needs a strong running game to succeed. And you know he just lost Debo Samuel for the beginning of the season. Emmanuel Sanders is in New Orleans now. Like how do you think this affects Jimmy G? Yeah, this is uh this is gonna take a big uh hit on him, I think. I think it's gonna put a lot of pressure on him and he's gonna have to produce more as a quarterback simply because you, you hit it, you know, Matt Breida's not there. He was one of the you know, number one guys in the beginning of the season until Mostert came over. Well, Matt Breida's not there, he's the second leading rusher for the team. And Raheem Mostert was the leading rusher and he scored eight touchdowns and now he's demanding a trade. So if he gets traded you know, what do the 49ers get in return? We don't, we don't really know. We don't know what that would look like. So I think it, it affects him a lot because, you know, he's lost his two top backs now, and now Telvin Coleman's there, and he's a solid back, but he's never really been a starter. And McKinnon is not a guy that's going to get you a whole lot of production as a number two guy. You know, you're not going to bring McKinnon in. You kind of rely more on Coleman and – I don't think Coleman is the strongest in between the tackles kind of runner. So I think it, it affects him a lot. And, you know, he lose like you said, he, he lost Debo Samuel for the beginning of the season. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is not there anymore. So the pressure is on him. And I think he's going to have to produce more because I don't believe the running game will be as strong as it was last year. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. Jimmy G is going to have to make up for that's almost 1,400 yards of offense between Breida and Mozart. And, you know, Tevin Coleman came in and was supposed to be the number one back when he came into San Francisco, and he wasn't that. You know, like, I, like he, got, he lost his job to an undrafted rookie in Matt Breida, who 
was either a late draft pick or, un, or undrafted too. I forgot which one he was. I believe he's undrafted. Yeah, he's one of the two. And so you know you're getting outperformed by these guys. He was he was Devon uh, he was Devonte Freeman's backup when he was in Atlanta. So he you know he's always been a career backup kind of guy. Was brought in to be a number one and lost his job. So we'll see how that really affects him because now he actually needs to be the number one back. Yeah, and, um, you know, I hope Telvin Coleman does succeed. Uh, You know, he's a great back, but like I said, he's always been the number two guy and the guy that splits carries with another guy who's usually the number one. And so now the San Francisco 49ers, if they trade Mostert, I don't know what they're going to get in return. Um, but their running back depth chart does not look good, and that's what they relied on for the most part last season. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know what they'll get in return for Moats here because you don't really see running backs traded too often. So I don't know what the value would be on him. My guess is in, be- in between like a second and third round pick, something like that. But maybe that- even that might be a little high. I would say I think that's a little high. I think the most that they can get from him as far as draft capital goes is probably a fourth. Um, simply because we've seen guys with more talent go for cheaper or, uh, you know, like a second or a third round pick. Yeah. Um, Moster, you know, he's a great back, but he's not one of the top backs in the league, so I don't think any team's going to spend anything higher than a fourth round pick on him. So that's what I see. And with that, I mean, I don't know what you do. That doesn't come till late in the season. Um, so they're going to be – they're in a tricky situation here. And – if they sign him, they'll be in good shape. If they don't, um, Telvin Coleman's going to be the number one guy, and I think they're going to struggle on offense immensely. Yes, like like you said, like we said earlier, they did lose a lot of pieces. So we'll see what happens. We're actually going to have to see what Jimmy G's made of this season. He's not going to have running backs to you know hide behind. Obviously, George Kittle's great, and he's going to get you know a thousand yards. But we'll see. We'll see what happens after that, really, because. Their offense really revolved around the running game to open up, you know, Kittle being open. Yeah, yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see. And uh, we'll keep an eye on the story and see if Raheem Mostert stays a 49er if he goes somewhere else. Yeah, well, that'd be cool to see him go to Seattle because they really need somebody. And so that'd be the ultimate betrayal right there. Yeah, division rival uh, like Melvin Gordon going to the Broncos. I know he wasn't traded, but he went there. So, yeah. Yeah, so that that's all we really got to say about that. Like Rob said, we'll keep you guys posted on what happens. I'm sure something will happen by next episode, um, unless it comes on like the Jadavian Clowney thing, because that's been going on for forever. But in other news, um, there's been some complaints in Orlando about this bubble food. Rob, what do you think about this food that these guys are posting? Troy Daniels didn't seem too happy. Yeah, so I saw the pictures. Um, I saw them on Twitter. And, um, you know, it doesn't look like a very nutritious meal for an athlete. Yeah. That's, that's to say the least. Um, you know, I don't really know what's going on with that whole situation, but if I'm a Giannis, a LeBron, and Anthony Davis, and that's what I'm being served, uh, that's not enough. I mean, it looks like a, a middle school lunch, honestly. Um, that's the best way to describe it, you know, some, some carrots, some apple slices, what looks to be a hoagie, <laughs> a juice box. Yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. I, these guys need more than that. They're grown men. They're they're professional athletes. Uh, <laughs> that's not enough. 
Who was it that posted the pasta and the fish and potatoes, and it just looks like some nasty stuff, man? I don't even remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. Dude, my nine-year-old little brother can make stuff that looks like this. That's just sad that they're serving that to these players. I really don't think that LeBron James is eating this, though. I have a hard time believing that. Kyle Kuzma posted pictures of him eating sushi. So, I mean, if you're on the Lakers, that's probably what you're getting. If you're on the Nuggets, I'm sorry. You're from Denver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, you mentioned it. It's weird because, um, like you said, Kyle Kuzma took a picture of him eating sushi. Obviously, he's not one of the better – he's not one of the best players in the league, but – in this bubble, he's he's a solid player. He's like in the middle of the pack. Uh, Troy Daniels, as as we mentioned, it was the one who posted the school the middle school lunch. What it looks appear <laughs> to be, and um, he, you know he's one of the lower tier players in the bubble. So I don't know. My best guess is maybe that the lower tier players don't get as many options as the superstars do, or the middle tier players get. I mean, I don't really know how it's going on, or maybe the players have to you know, spend, you know, or they have, like, Postmates or something coming to Disney World. I mean, I don't really know. Um, All I can say is that if I was being served that as a professional athlete, I'd be a little agitated for sure. From what I read, they're in this bubble for three days, so they have, like, two more days of this terrible food. Um, But we'll see what happens because, like I said, I have a hard time believing that big market teams like the Lakers – and the Clippers are serving this to their players. There's no way I could see Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, LeBron, Paul George, AD eating this kind of stuff. Yeah. And LeBron has his personal chef. Wouldn't surprise me if he brought him. Yeah. Um, well, they they can't bring anybody, I don't believe, in the first month of the bubble. So I think uh, LeBron doesn't have his chef there uh, directly, but I wouldn't be surprised if his – Personal chef was uh, shipping him some meals yeah. to Disney World. So it was Chris. It was Chris Shoza who showed that the other one where it had fish and it had all the other nasty stuff. But like you said, he's not really a big time player either. So I'm sure that these guys on smaller deals, even though Kyle Kuzma's not paid much, I'm sure that like if you're not on a big market team and you're not that great, you're probably not eating very well. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate. Um, you know, I really feel for. Troy Daniels and I forgot the other player he said there but uh yeah I mean I, I would definitely be frustrated if I was them first of all I'm playing in this uh this tournament and this should try to fight and get into the playoffs and you know I don't get to see anyone for the first month and now I'm eating some terrible I mean I wouldn't call it terrible food but like food that's not meant for a professional athlete I think it's unfair yeah, and you know how many times I've been to Disneyland over the past two years. You know, I like going there. I have never eaten anything in Disneyland that looks like that. So that surprises me that that's what they're serving them. Because everything I've eaten in Disneyland has at least been very good, or good to very good to excellent. Like, they have really good food there, so it's it's really <laughs> weird to see that. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, just... You know, California, Disneyland is superior to Florida's Disneyland. Florida's uh, Disney World, though, so it's supposed to be better. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't really know, but uh, I'm with Isaac. I've been to Disneyland once, and um, their food was really good. So, uh, yeah, whatever they're serving uh, is not what I've ever seen there. So. Yeah, they ain't serving them no Blue Bayou or anything like that or Lamplight Lounge because that food is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like they got like a little like $5 lunch voucher meal. 
Yeah, that's that's what it looks like. Um, like I said, middle school lunch. I can't reiterate it enough. I feel bad for these guys. I've I've packed better lunches at like food banks, dude. That's that's just sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if anything comes out about this this little story and these athletes and what they're eating. Um, but for now, all I can say is those who are eating middle school lunches, I I feel for you. Um, <laughs> I would be agitated. All right, so we can go on about this for a long time because we know the quality of food that Disneyland has, and this that ain't it at all. But let's get into some NBA comparisons. So you asked me this question earlier. Who do you think is more valuable to their team in this playoffs out of Giannis and LeBron? After really thinking about it, I'm going to have to go with Giannis. Giannis. Okay, tell tell the people why you and Giannis. Okay, as I think LeBron's a better player. I think he's number two in the world. When KD's fully healthy, he's my number one. And then Kawhi's my number three, so I have Giannis as my number four. But I think Giannis, because I think that L.A. has a better supporting cast for LeBron than Giannis does in Milwaukee. You know, they have Middleton in Milwaukee. They got some other guys, but I think L.A. has a superior help. They have guys like Dwight Howard. Kyle Kuzma, Rondo, you know, AD, who's also considered a top five to ten player in a lot of people's minds. So that's the only reason why I'm going with Giannis over LeBron, even though I still think that LeBron's a better player. So um, when I asked Isaac this question, um, who's more valuable to their team, um, I'm think uh, multiple uh, things go into you know my answer. Um, I respect the answer. It's not an easy question. Trust me that my answer did not just pop into my head. I had to really think about it, like Isaac said. Um, but I went with LeBron, and the simple reason is because LeBron plays in the West, and the Lakers play in the West, and I think if LeBron was not on the Lakers. Um, while I do believe that he has a slightly stronger supporting cast than Giannis does in Milwaukee, um, if LeBron's not there, I feel like they might miss the playoffs, which is AD and that supporting cast in the West specifically. I thought you meant in this bubble. In That's the, and I thought you meant in this. Bu- you're asking this question in this bubble. If I'm going full season, I'm going LeBron too because of the West. Okay, I guess I guess we'll do both. Um, so season wise. Uh, Overall, yeah, LeBron, um, simply because he plays in the West, like I said. So this team, I think, would struggle um, if he was not on the team. And Milwaukee, they play in the East. And so while Giannis is a big piece to that team, obviously, he's one of the best players in the world. Um, If he's not there, I still think that the East is a lot easier. And... um, I think that uh, the the Bucks would be perfectly fine. I mean, not perfectly fine, but I think they would still make the playoffs. And I mean, the East is is not as good as the West. Clearly, as we look at the bubble, um, there are more West teams in it than there are East teams. And so, but if we're talking about the bubble specifically, it's tough. Um, I'm still gonna go LeBron. I just I think in order for the Lakers to have a shot at winning the title um i think lebron has to be there and the same with the bucks like i think in order for the bucks to have a shot at winning i think Giannis has to be there so it's more of a coin flip but i would lean more toward lebron okay i respect that i just 
I don't know. With this seeding and stuff, I think that the Bucks without Giannis would be out within the first two rounds. I think the Lakers would at least be able to win a series or two without LeBron just because of his supporting cast. Like I said, you know, um, Rondo's played in big games before. Brooke Lopez has played in big games before. You know, not a finals, but he's been to the playoffs multiple times. And then you got AD, who, like I said, top five to ten player. Um, so, I mean, they got a lot of pieces. Obviously, like, we laugh at J.R. Smith, but, I mean, he has a championship ring. You know, he has that experience of being to the finals all the time. What is it, three, four times? Yeah, it was so, LeBron. So. They have more experience on the Lakers, which is why I go with with Giannis in Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough one. Uh, it's definitely not an easy choice. Like I said, for me personally, it's more of a coin flip, and um, I just got to lean more towards LeBron because I believe he's still the best player in the world. And I know AD's there, but AD, when he was w- with New Orleans, you know, he never won a playoff series. So, I mean, it is what it is, but... Uh, I thought they beat Portland. Did they? I thought they beat Portland his first series. The f- or I thought that was his one playoff win was against Portland. I think he's won one. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe you might be right. I thought he didn't win one. No, I think he won one in Portland, I think, last year or two years ago. We'll have to double-check on yeah. that. But uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, while I do believe the Lakers do have a little more experience, I do think they are a bit older. Um and the Bucks are a little younger, and they don't have the most experience. Um, but, I mean, they have some solid pieces on their roster, and um, I think I think the Lakers would just struggle a little bit more, in my opinion, without LeBron. Okay, so it was in the 2017-2018 season they did win in the playoffs because AD played nine, nine games in the playoffs, so he had to have won a series. Okay, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's my bad, people. Uh, <laughs> that's my mistake. Um, but, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, I think people are smart enough to realize that it's a coin flip, and um, you pick your poison, and Isaac's going with Giannis and the Bucks, and I'm going with LeBron and the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a coin flip. That's a tough one. That's not an easy decision for me either. Like I said, if I have to go full season, I'm going to go with LeBron because – you play in the West, you got to play these. I feel like the West has better coaches, too, just on top of players. Because you got, you know, Frank Vogel, obviously, Doc Rivers. You got Greg Popovich. You know, there's these great coaches in the West. So, on top of just great players, too. I mean, all the best, most of the best players play in the West. That's why all the better teams are in the West. So, like I said, full season LeBron. This bubble specifically, Giannis. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, my bad for not clarifying that in the beginning. Uh, I should have probably done that. <laughs> That's all good. But, uh, it I made went, it a little more interesting. Yeah, I, I went with LeBron for both, um, but I definitely respect Isaac's answer with Giannis and the bubble specifically. All righty. So that's all we really got to say about the NBA. Hopefully they get these guys some better food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once we come back from the commercial, like I said, we will be finishing with Patrick Mahomes and his very, very rich deal. And then we will be finishing the show with our hot take as always. So stay tuned. Do you enjoy Isaac and Rob's sports talk, but want double the entertainment, double the opinions, and double the arguments? Then be sure to tune in to Wise Guy Sports Talk every Tuesday and Friday for our unfiltered, unqualified, and unpopular sports takes. Seriously, you have nothing else going on.
Welcome back to the show, everybody. So, Rob, as we mentioned before, we went to commercial. Patrick Mahomes just became a very, very rich man. I know you know a little bit more about the deal than me, or you did, because you were the one that kind of explained it to me a little bit. Do you want to clarify the exact numbers? Because I know it's 450 base, but he's going to get upwards to 503, right? How does this work? Yeah, so I'll explain it for the people who are listening. Uh, if you don't understand the contract or you haven't seen what Patrick Mahomes did, um, he signed an ex- a 10-year extension worth $450 million. He had two years left on his deal. I believe it was about worth about $27 million for the two years. Um, so he extended his his contract, $140 million of the $450 um, is fully guaranteed. And then he has the chance to earn up to $503 million with incentives. So, like, if he makes a Super Bowl, he wins X amount of dollars. If he wins, you know, his division, he wins X amount of dollars and things like that. Um, and one of the craziest things, too, is that he gets his salary two years in advance. So when his new contract kicks in, when his 10-year extension kicks in, um, which is 2021, he will receive 2023 and 2022 salary in 2021. Jesus, that's like $107 million right there. That's a lot of money. Yeah, so it, it he has a lot of money coming his way. And um, also, um, he's extended for... So he has a 12-year deal basically with the Chiefs, so he'll be 36 by the time his contract's up if it plays out all the way through. And around the time, toward the end of his contract, I believe the most he'll make in a season is $60 million. Okay. Um, another thing too, sorry, Isaac, didn't mean to cut okay. you off, but his salary, it doesn't hit the salary cap hard. That's another big thing too. He's only worth 16% of the salary cap, which is not bad at all. So his contract doesn't affect the salary cap at all. So that way the Kansas City Chiefs can still sign their players and things like that. Yeah, the only one in a little bit of trouble is Chris Jones. He probably ain't getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Chris Jones might be in a little bit of trouble. It's okay. We'll take you in Oakland, Chris Jones. We'd love to have you in Oakland. Yes, come come to Las Vegas. (laughs) Sorry. I'm still getting used to this, man, because I've gone to Raiders games for so long. It's so hard for me to just know that they're not in Oakland anymore. No, I feel you, but um, that's that's kind of how the contract breaks down. Um, it's pretty it's pretty crazy, and uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes just signed the richest deal in sports. Um, Isaac, I know you and I are big Mahomes guys. How do you feel about it? <sighs> F the Chiefs. We stay professional on this show, but Patrick Mahomes deserved every damn penny. Because this guy, in his first year as a starter, had arguably the best season ever as a as a football player. I mean, he was better than Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning broke the touchdown record. Didn't he break Peyton Manning's touchdown record? Uh, I think it he was either, either broke it or he was really close. Yeah, it was. He either beat it by slightly or it was very close and he didn't quite yeah. catch it. But he still threw for more yards than Manning that season. It was insane. Yeah, he threw for like over five thousand yards. Yeah, as his first year as a starter. Yeah. So and then he backs it up, or then he follows an MVP campaign up with a Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP, and he would have been MVP if he didn't get hurt. Because yeah. Because I bet that he would not throw th- uh, thirty-five touchdown passes, and I'm so glad that he got hurt. Because if he didn't get hurt, I would have lost that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Isaac said, Patrick Mahomes deserves every penny of this contract. He is probably 
the greatest talent to ever throw the football. Um, he's the best talent that I've ever seen at the quarterback position. I know Rodgers is up there. People can make oh, argument man. for I, that. I'd, I'd take him over Rodgers. But I'm taking arm. Mahomes over Rodgers uh, as a pure talent. And he's so young. He's only 24 years old. And I think Chiefs fans are really happy because they lock their guy up. And, you know, like I said, he's going to – if this thing plays out until, you know – if it plays out fully for the 12 years, he's 36 by the time his contract is He could is sign done. another five-year deal if he plays as long as Tom Brady. Yeah, he could sign another four-year deal. And I, what this tells me is that the Chiefs really solely believe in this guy, and why wouldn't you? Like Isaac said, he had one of the greatest statistical years that you can have as a quarterback in his first year starting where he threw over 5,000 yards. He threw over 50 touchdowns. I think he only had like... 10 interceptions. I think it was only like 10, yeah. It 10 was, or it 9 or really 11. Yeah. Something really low. Um, and he won the MVP, and he was a coin flip away from, I think, going to the Super Bowl because in that overtime game against New England, had he got the ball, I, I believe they would have scored. And had Chris Jones not uh, been offside. That was D4. Or D4. 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 You're right. You're right. My bad. D4 had not been offside. Um you know, they, they would have been right there in the Super Bowl. So, And then he follows it up with this past year. He got hurt, um, but he still had a great year. Um, and he won the Super Bowl, and he won the Super Bowl MVP. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say about the guy. He deserves all the money he's getting. And I'm sure um, he's going to he's gonna make that full $503 million. And he just became one of the richest man or the richest man in, uh, in all the sports. Yeah, so he's going to make more money than both the Manning brothers combined uh, throughout their careers. So that's insane because Peyton made so much money. So he did not throw – he lost to Peyton by five touchdowns uh, in Peyton's 2013 season, but they didn't even win the Super Bowl that year. They didn't even get past the first round of the playoffs because the mile-high miracle happened. So screw you, Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Peyton Manning. Everybody knows that. And then he threw for Peyton threw for uh, fifty four seventy seven. Patty threw for fifty ninety seven. But like you said, it's hard to not like this guy because he's so humble too. Um, I know you kind of put me on to him because I didn't know who he was. Uh, I never really watched Texas Tech. You know, when I was younger, obviously I watch more college sports now than I did then, but. Even then, I mostly focused on the Pac-12 just because I'm a UCLA guy, um, and you know none of my uh, you know I like these new Oklahoma quarterbacks, but none of them were even there yet. Yeah, um, Jalen Hurts was still at Alabama, so right. um, so yeah, you put me on to Patrick Mahomes. I thought that he was like a flash in the pan at the beginning, like first half of his season. I was like, ah, oh, he's gonna slow down eventually, and then he just performs the way he does. He outduels Tom Brady in New England. He played way better than Tom Brady did that game. Yeah, and they just. They just lost because of D Ford. Had D Ford not, like you said, we both would have lost a lot of money because we both bet the Patriots, and we both were very mad at Julian Edelman. <laughs> but yeah, no, we uh, he he was costed another Super Bowl by Chris Jones because I think that that team with the way the Rams played and not weren't able to score, I think they would have won that Super Bowl. They were there's no way they would have been able to catch up with the Chiefs that in twenty twenty nineteen. Yeah, I agree. Um. And, you know, they would have played the Rams in that Super Bowl had they won. And, you know, the Rams beat them earlier in the season, so I think it would have definitely been a revenge game for Mahomes. And I think the Chiefs would have probably blown out 
the Los Angeles Rams. No offense to my Rams fans. Um, but, yeah, you guys, if y'all would have played Kansas City, I think in that Super Bowl it would have been a lot worse for you guys. Um, and, you know, he follows it up again with a Super Bowl comeback against the Niners who, you know, had one of the best defenses all season. And he came back in that Super Bowl and, you know, he won this past year and he won a Super Bowl MVP. And there's so much more to come. He hasn't – I don't think he's reached his full potential yet which is kind of scary to think about. Yeah, that's um, insane. I think he can become potentially the first person to throw 60 touchdowns and, like, 6,000 yards. I don't think it's ever been done. I don't think anyone's done for 6,000. I think he could be the first person to do that. And I think he has the potential to become the greatest quarterback of all time, without question. Yeah, I don't think we've seen – I don't think we've seen the best of him yet, like you said. I remember watching his first season, though, towards the end when I was starting to really believe in him. I was thinking, like, this guy's probably going to be the GOAT because of how good he was. And, you know, Alex Smith had that team for about, what, four or five years? And they were really good. They won a lot of games, won divisions. Alex Smith made the Pro Bowl multiple times. But they could never get over the hump and win, like, something big. And then you replace Alex Smith, who is a very solid quarterback. Um, I think he was always a, you know, top half of the league kind of guy. Um, once he got Jim Harbaugh in the 49ers, I think that boosted his confidence. Going to Andy Reid in Kansas City, he was really good there and took, like I said, took them to the playoffs a lot. But all they did was switch from, you know, Alex Smith, who's pretty talented, to Mahomes. All of a sudden, they're a super favorite every season. Yeah, and um, I can't say enough about the guy. Like I said, I was a fan of his at Texas Tech. Um, to all the Chiefs fans, when y'all traded out to get to get him, I know you guys thought you were getting Deshaun Watson because everyone thought the same thing, and I was like, "There's no way um, they're going for Mahomes. He's such a, he has such a talented arm. He has the strongest arm in the league right now, I think." And I know you guys are mad and upset and confused when you first drafted him, but now you guys are cheering. And you know what? He gave you guys first Super Bowl in 50 years. Um, you guys can be happy, and you got your guy. Uh, locked up for the next 12 years yeah there's gonna be a statue of him outside of arrowhead once he retires maybe even before but how many super bowls do you think patrick mahomes is gonna bring in the next 12 years okay um again i feel like when i say the number is gonna be a little low or people are gonna think it's kind of low um but i'll back it up by telling you a statistic that will be very mind-blowing to people who don't know um a whole lot about the NFL and its history. So in the next 12 years, I give Patrick Mahomes two Super Bowl wins. Over the next 12 years? Or 12 years, sorry. Over the next 12 years on his contract, I give him two Super Bowl wins. Okay. That's kind of um, close to me. I gave him three. So that's a total of three uh, Super Bowls. Now, that seems like a small number, but let me put it into perspective. There have only been four quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to ever win three or more Super Bowls. Number one, Tom Brady has won six. Number two, Joe Montana won four. Cherry Bradshaw won four. Troy Aikman won three. So if he wins three Super Bowls, he's right in that elite group yeah. of guys who won three or more Super Bowls. There's only been four guys. And so I don't. I think it's unfair to put the expectations very high on him, like as in Tom Brady being like, oh, yeah, like, I think he can win five or seven or six, or five, six or seven Super Bowls and catch Tom Brady. I don't think that's fair to Tom Brady. I think we kind of got to wait and see because it's hard to win Super Bowls. 
I mean, Aaron Rodgers won one, and he hasn't been back since. Yeah, and they look like super favorites the next season. They went 15-1. and one. Yeah, so it, it's hard to win a Super Bowl in the NFL, guys, and I'm giving him two. I, it'll, I'll be curious to see if he proves me wrong. Um, but, yeah, I give him two. Isaac, you gave him three. I gave him three. Um, I don't think that he is going to pass Tom Brady because that is what Tom Brady's six Super Bowls are a combined thing between Tom Brady being great. Yes, I'm never, I'm never going to not say he's the GOAT because he is the GOAT. That came from also the best coaching ever. Andy Reid's a great coach. He is not Bill Belichick. Tom Brady's also had great coordinators, Josh McDaniels. Matt Patricia was a great defensive coordinator for them. He's also, you know, he didn't have the greatest talent around him, but he did have, like, Randy Moss, and they didn't win anything with him, which shows you how hard it is to win a Super Bowl in the NFL. But Tom Brady's success was a combination of a lot of things. So I think that's something that we're going to see once in a lifetime, you know, because when LeBron James went to the Heat, they weren't going to win one championship. They weren't going to win two championships. They weren't going to win three championships. And look at he is right now. He's stuck at three, and he said he was going to get seven in Miami. So, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I think Tom Brady's the GOAT. I think Patrick Mahomes can eventually become the GOAT. But winning six Super Bowls, that's just not common. So, I think Patrick Mahomes will win three. I think that's a great, you know, all right, it'll, so it'll be a total of four, counting three more. It'll be great. It'll put him at the second most. So, I, like I said, it's a combination of a lot of things with Tom Brady. And, yeah, Patrick Mahomes does have great coaching, but it's not the New England Patriots coaching. And keep in mind, another thing is 12 years is a long time. You know, that that is a long time. Um, that's over a decade. So, um, you know, anything can happen. There, he can have a year where he gets injured. I'm a knock on wood over here. Uh, he can have a season where he gets injured. Andy Reid could retire. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid's 62 years old. I don't know if he's going to be there for the next 12 yeah, years. 74. <laughs> Tra- yeah, Travis Kelsey is hitting, I believe, 30 years old. Yeah. So he's getting up there in age. Tyreek Hill's still young. Tyreek Hill's he's a, a burner. Little, he's a burner, though. Yeah, he's, he's younger, but he relies heavily on speed. Sammy Watkins is solid, but Sammy's also getting up there in age, too. So there's a lot of things that play into and play into Mahomes maybe not hitting – the Brady expectations and things like that. Um, but I have a very inter- ed- interesting question for you, sorry. Um, if Mahomes wins three more Super Bowls, which gives him a total of four, do you think he's the, the GOAT? It depends on his statistics throughout those years, too. Because, you know, when Tom Brady had his comeback in Atlanta, he was an MVP that season. You know, if, if Mahomes is winning by a lot of his supporting cast – you know, that's great, but I think it depends on his statistics. If he has great statistics and over the next, you know, he wins three MVPs in the, and wins four Super Bowls over the next 12 years, I could say yes. That's fair. Um, my answer to that is, like Isaac said, it depends on his statistics. Um, if he wins more MVPs um, and he wins those three Super Bowls, I would put him at four. If he could win about three or four MVPs, I would put him a total of about five or four. And I don't think his his stats are going to go any lower. I don't think he's going to regress. I think he's going to continue to yeah. progress. Um, even though he won't have the same number as Brady, I think everyone who has a set of eyes and watches NFL games will see that Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT if he can accomplish those things. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's it's gonna be tough for him to to win a Super Bowl because especially when you're on that high, it's hard to get back up there. You know, John Harbaugh won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco was amazing that postseason. He comes back, and Joe Flacco hasn't been the same guy since. You know, it, it's not it's not easy to win a Super Bowl in the NFL, like we keep mentioning, because it's probably honestly the hardest sport because to win a Super Bowl in because there's only one game, and if you're off that one game. You're done. It's not the NBA, MLB, NHL, where if you play seven games, the better team's most likely going to win. Right, right. Um, you, you hit it right on the dot there. Anything can happen. Um, we've seen Aaron Rodgers when he went 15-1, like Isaac said. They didn't They didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Cam Newton, 15-1. Cam Newton, 15-1. Cam Newton with the Panthers. They didn't win the Super Bowl. Um, so it's been plenty of times where – you know the they were supposed to go nineteen and zero the New England Patriots. Yeah, they didn't win the Super Bowl. They lost to Eli Manning and the Giants. So twenty thirteen Peyton Manning. Yeah. So they didn't win. They lost in the first round. Mile high miracle. I will always love Jacoby Ford for that play. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know it's hard to win a Super Bowl. So I think me giving them two is is generous, and I think Isaac giving them three is also generous because if he wins three. He's tied with Montana and Bradshaw, and he's in you know he's in that elite category. So, I mean, Chiefs fans could be mad at how low the number is. I'm gonna put quotes around that, um, but I think it's pretty high and it's hard to win. So yeah, him winning two Super Bowls is him winning more Super Bowls than a lot of NFL teams. Yeah. I think there's 12 NFL teams that have never won a Super Bowl, and then you have teams like the Eagles, and I think the Ravens. No, the Ravens have two. Sorry. Well, still, that if Patrick Mahomes wins two more, that gives that puts him over the Ravens too. That puts him so if Patrick Mahomes wins three, that puts him in the conversation with teams like the Raiders, who are probably one of the great have one of the greatest dynasties of all time. You know, one of the greatest fan bases. You know, recently we haven't been too great, but before that, we were always a factor. You know, before the early two thousands, the Raiders were always a great team. So if you're matching a franchise, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, uh, without question. Um, so. Um, and like I said, he delivered them their first Super Bowl in 50 years. That's unbelievable. That's yeah. that's that's pretty historic and pretty crazy. Um, the only thing that could be more historic is the Cubs winning after like 80-something years. I don't remember how long it was, but it was a long time. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, that's probably the only one. Um, or the Cavs winning their championship. But uh, like I said, Chiefs fans, I'm sure you guys are happy. You got your guy locked for the next 12 years possibly. Um, and us Raiders fans are not happy. Uh, he's in our division, so I don't know if we can win a division title anymore. Until so, 2034. Yeah, so we'll have to just wait and see. But well-deserved. I love watching Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's one of my favorite players to watch. Um, anyone who knows me knows I've been saying this, that he was going to be this great, and some people laughed at me. Um, but – I just want to say I was right, and uh, I look forward to watching this man's career, and I think he's just going to get better and better. All right. Well, I think we've said enough on that because we talked about that for a while. It is a big deal, though. Congrats to Patrick. The Chiefs, I'm not going to say that to you guys because I'm <laughs> mad. But uh, all right, so outside of football, any other sport, here's here's the hot take. Who would you sign to a 10-year deal? See, this is this is very, very hard. Okay, 
because 10 years is a long time. Yes, it is. So age plays a huge factor into it. So guys like LeBron, you're not going to sign him for 10 years. Guys like Durant, you're not going to sign him for 10 years. Kawhi, you're not going to sign him for 10 years. So you have to look at someone who's younger. And in the NFL, you're not going to sign a guy for 10 years. You're not going to sign Lamar Jackson for 10 years because yeah. he's a runner. You're not going to sign guys in the NFL for 10 years unless they're a generational talent like Mahomes. Um, so I think you either got to go baseball or I guess you could go hockey. Um, I think Ovechkin signed for 10 years before or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't um, know. But I'm going NBA, and I'm going to go – my guy is Luka Doncic. Damn, that um, was mine too. <laughs> uh, I think he he's only 21 years old. He's a guy who is a walking bucket. Um, he he turned around the Dallas Mavericks, uh, you know, franchise after Dirk's best years were past him. They weren't very competitive. Um, you know, he's been playing professional basketball. I know it wasn't in the NBA. It was in the Spanish league. But he's been playing professional basketball since he was 16. So he has, he has the experience. He's already one of the top 10 to 15 players in the NBA, in my opinion. He can score lights out. He's 43% from the field, 32 three, or 32% from three. He averaged 21 points this past year, but that's due to you know Porzingis coming in and some minor injuries and things like that. Um, and he averages eight rebounds and six assists. I mean, I don't know what more you want from the guy. Like I said, he's only 21, um, and he's going to become a superstar and has the potential to become the best player in the league, in my opinion. Um, it'll be hard because Giannis is also so young. Um, that would be the other guy, but I went Luka instead um, just because Luka's a better scorer, and I think Giannis is a better defender, but, you know, um Luca's slightly younger, and by the time the 10 years came up, he'd only be 31, and he could potentially sign another big contract. So I'm going Luka Doncic. Um, it was hard for me to come up with one, to be honest, but he was my guy that I chose. Um, Isaac, are you going to go with the same person? <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to switch it up. So I had three that I really, really looked at. Luca was my number one. My other guy would be my number two that I'm about to say, but my number three was Trey Young. Because he, like you said, he's a walking bucket. Like you said about Luca, Trey Young is a walking bucket. I was really thinking John Morant, but he's only been a rookie. We've only gotten a small sample size of him. I was also thinking about Zion, but Zion has an injury history right now. So, you know, we don't know. So, I'm going to go with shout out to our producer, Mark, Jason Tatum. He's only a year older than Luca. You know, he didn't, he's not as, he wasn't as good as Luca as quickly, but he also had to play with Kyrie Irving. And he also had to play with, um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, shit, why can I not think of his name? Jalen Brown? No, not Jalen Brown. Uh, forward that they got. Why can I not think of his name right now? Um, Al Horford? No, not even Al Horford. What is it? Why can I not think of his name? I'm, like, totally blanking. I'm looking it up. Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. So he had to split care- touches with Gordon Hayward because the original big three was supposed to be Gordon Hayward – or the the original duo was supposed to be Gordon Hayward and Kyrie. Yeah. And then Hayward went down, so, you know, the show was around Kyrie still because, you know, like we mentioned before, Kyrie likes to shoot. Kyrie likes to have the ball. Yeah, he's so, very ball down. Yeah. So this is Jason Tatum's, you know, first year as being the guy. And he averaged 23 points. So 
I'm going to have to go Jason Tatum. I think that the best is yet to come with him for sure. Um, and, yeah, there's there's nothing I can really say that'll, you know, make it a better argument because if you watch Jason Tatum play, you know he's really great. Yeah, I, I like that one. I like that way more than the Trey Young, only because Trey Young is such a liability defensively. Yeah. Uh, he plays no defense um, at all. So, and he's he's kind of he's kind of tiny. Yeah. He's a smaller guy, you know, really skinny and things like that. Um, so I don't know if he could last ten years. But I like the Jason Tatum pick. Um, I think Jason Tatum's hitting it will eventually hit that elite top of the NBA status. Um, and you know he plays defense. He's a good scorer. Um, he's he's a solid player. He is really well, really well rounded. Yeah, very well rounded. Um, I can't be mad at that. That's a, that's a solid pick. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you mentioned hockey. If we had to go to hockey, I'd just go with Connor McJesus. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Mc uh, McDavid. Con- Connor McDavid. I have to go with Connor McDavid. Shout out to Will. Cause um, he put me on him. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about hockey, but I would go Connor McDavid. I know who that is, and I've seen some highlights, and he's definitely a stud. Yeah. And he's young. I, yeah. I don't know how old he is, but I think he's like 20, 21, 22, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he's like 23. But had I go had to go baseball, the guy I'd give a 10-year contract to already got it. Mike Both, Trout. Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he's going to be one of the GOATs, but he may never win a World Series because, you know, like we mentioned before, the Angels suck. Yeah, Angels are not very good, um, and I felt bad for Mike Trout. But come to the Dodgers, baby. Come to the Dodgers or the A's. You know, <laughs> we're always we're always looking to uh, to rip people off on their pay, their paychecks. <laughs> but we win games. We won ninety seven last season, and the Angels can't say that. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, this was a good show. A lot of fun. Time to wrap it up, though. Rob, what do you got to say to the people? Um, yes, uh, stay positive. Um, I want to thank everyone who tunes in and listens. Um, me and Isaac appreciate it very much. Um, this is something that we're both very passionate about and we want to do as our careers. And we're just getting started. And um, also, I'm excited for the USC 251 coming up this weekend. I think it's going to be a great, great, great card. Um, I look forward to watching it. And um, I'll see you guys uh, next week. Yep, we'll be covering 251 next week. Unfortunately, I won't be able to watch it here with our buddies because I'll be back home. But it's my little brother's birthday, so it's a good cause. But I talked my parents into ordering the fight, so I'll get to see it still. I'm sure me, Rob, and Mario and Will will be in our group chat talking about it the whole time because that's what we do when we watch UFC. If we're not watching it together, we just talk about it together still. Yes, definitely. So, like Rob said, thank you to everybody that listens. We really appreciate it. You know, you take time out of your day to listen to our show once a week, and that means a lot to me uh, trying to get this career started. Um, Yeah, 